verse 9, very short passage of scripture. And it says, Oh, worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Fear before him and all the earth. And uh, I want to talk to us just for a little bit on this subject tonight. The beauty of holiness. Let's lift our hands and ask God's anointing to be with us in this place tonight. Father, we love you. Lord, we're thankful for your mercy and your grace. We ask that your your spirit would permeate this place in Jesus' name. Speak to my heart, my mind, and my spirit in Jesus' name. Let your word and your glory be manifested in Jesus' name. Amen. Reach across the aisle, shake somebody's hand, tell them you're glad to see them in the house of the Lord. Amen. Amen. The Bible teaches us that those that follow Jesus should and will be holy and that they will live a holy life. It teaches us that a holy life is a necessity if we want to please God. How many want to please God? Amen. Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 14 says that we are to follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. Being holy is not an option to the believer. It is a commandment. And the apostle Peter would write in 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 15 through 16, he said, But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Verse 16 says, Because it is written, Be ye holy, for I am holy. So if God is holy, I want to be holy. If God is pure, I want to be pure. If God is uh, the bearer of these wonderful traits and attributes, that's what I want to manifest in my life. Hallelujah. How about you? Amen. Holiness is not a list of do's and don'ts. Holiness is not uh, legalistic or uh, a man-made agenda. But holiness is doing things that are pleasing to God. Although there are things that we do and we don't do, um, I think uh, apostolic, Holy Ghost-filled Pentecostals, we get too consumed on the things that we don't do. Amen. I like the things that I do. 
man. I'm not focused on the things that I don't get to do. If I wanted to do them, I would do them. And I'm thankful for the things that I can do, and I do. Amen. Holiness is not man-made, but it's God-ordained. Holiness is not uh, an agenda preached by a church, and, and it's not something that's legalistic, but it's something that God said was a responsibility. When it comes to God, holiness is purity, perfection, and sinlessness. And to us, holiness is conformity to those characteristics. So if we are going to conform to who God is and what God is, if holiness to God is purity, we must be pure. If holiness is perfection, we must strive and live in perfection. We can't be perfect. None of us are perfect. But we find perfection in God's mercy and God's grace. If holiness to God is being sinless, we've got to find a way to be sinless because the Bible says there will be no sin, no spot, no iniquity, nothing that will enter into the kingdom of heaven. And uh, I know when we talk about holiness, we talk about how we dress, the places that we can't go, the things that we can't watch, and the things that we can't do. And those are all characteristics and things that uh, uh, should be identified in a holy life. But the most important thing in holiness is bearing the characteristics of God. Amen. Holiness is identified with standards. Standards and holiness are different. Holiness identifies with the character of God, but a standard is something that we choose through conviction that we hear our church and our pastor preach. Amen. There are three types of standards that we should apply to our life. There's biblical standards. There is personal standards or convictions. And then there are pastoral standards that the pastor is given authority by God to preach. So if you do not identify with any of those three things, according to the word of God, you are not living holy. I want to have personal convictions. There are things in my life that I probably do that you don't do. I'm not going to crucify you for those. But those are things that God has placed in your heart that says, do not do. These are not things that uh, the Word of God says we're not supposed to do. We understand what uh, the Word of God says we are not supposed to do. And, and, and so, so those are the things that we must focus on. The personal convictions. The things that the Word of God tells us to do. And the things that God lays on the pastor's heart to say, these are the things that we need to stay away from, and these are the things that we need to steer away from. Amen. Holiness is taught in a twofold manner. 
dedication to God and separation from the world. Amen. I want to be dedicated to God and I want to be separated from the world. How about you? 2 Corinthians chapter 16 and 17 and 18 says, Wherefore come out among them. And be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean things, and I will receive you. He gives us a promise that if we will do these things, he says in verse 18, I will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord. I want him to be my father. I want to be his son. I know you ladies want to be his daughter. And if we're going to do those, we have to separate ourselves. We have to come out of some things. We have to say some things I'm not going to touch, I'm not going to allow in my life. Hallelujah. He says if we will do these, he will receive us. Amen. I'm thankful for holiness. How about you? Holiness is not how we earn salvation. Amen. But holiness is a result of our salvation. Ephesians chapter 2 and 8 and 9 says, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Amen. The length of your skirt doesn't save you. Whether I don't wear this or go here or put this on or watch this does not save me. What saves me is the power of the Holy Ghost that worketh within me. And because I am full of the Holy Ghost, holiness becomes a result of my salvation. Amen. I don't want to put these things on anymore. I don't want to go to these places anymore. I don't want to uh, uh, see these things anymore because I'm trying to identify with a holy God. And I've got to self-guard myself and you've got to self-guard yourself because sometimes we think we merit God's blessings because of the things we don't do and the things that we do. That's not the case. And don't misunderstand me. There's things that we should not do. Your pastor preaches things that you should not do. Uh, the biblical principles tell us things that we should not do. There are our personal convictions that we should not do. But those things do not save us. They are a result of us being saved. We cannot manufacture our own holiness. But we are partakers of God's holiness. Hebrews chapter 12 and 10 says, For they, for they verily for a few days chastened us after their own pleasure, but he for our profit that we might be partakers of His holiness. Holiness comes from our love for God. Amen. When we truly love God, we seek to become like Him. Our love for God will cause us to avoid things that displease Him. Our love for God will affect our actions 
and the things that we do in our lives. How many believe that? I believe that. How many believe that? I serve God because I love Him. Nobody told me how I had to do this. Nobody told me I had to live this way. Nobody told me I had to give these things up. But I did. But as I drew closer to God, I had a pastor. I had teachers. I had preachers. I had men in my life and ladies in my life that said, these are some things that you need to give up. These are some things that you need to surrender. These are some things that you need to, go- to give to God. Uh, the first thought in my mind was, who are you? But the second thought in my mind was, you are God's voice that is speaking to me. And if I'm going to be obedient to God, I must submit myself. Because I understand that obedience is better than sacrifice. And if I will submit myself, say, what if they're wrong? What if they made a mistake? What if there's some things that they told me I could not do that I really can do and I'm missing out on all those things? You know what? Let God handle them. You live and walk in obedience, and you will be pleasing to God. Holiness requires personal sacrifice. It's not easy. But we must submit to God's Spirit. We must have spiritual disciplines that guide our conduct as we submit to God and resist temptation. Brother Anthony said it. In this scripture tonight in in James chapter 4 and 7 and 8. He said, "Uh, submit yourself therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinner, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. I want to draw nigh to God. I want to resist the devil. I want to submit myself to God. I don't want anything, any spirit, any attitude, anything that would stop me from allowing God to draw nigh to me. I want to get close to him as close as possible. I want to get to God. And I don't want anything to stop me. I don't want anything to come between me and God. Amen. 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 Just look at like it this way. And uh, uh, if God was here and you were here, and there was just one thing that stopped you from putting your arms around him, what would you do? You boys, come here. I'll let Paul be God. I'll let Marion be the obstacle. I want to get close to him. I want to get as close to him, but I got to get this. 
I got to get this out of the way. These guys are awesome. But for some reason, we love the things that separate us from God more than we love Him. For some reason, these obstacles that that we would rather have in our life that keep us from being close to the Master, we would rather have. I want to push all those things aside. Brother Jones, we're living in the last day and we can't take a chance of having anything between us and him. Amen. There's no thing, there's no person, there's no addiction, there's no spirit, there's nothing, there's no pleasure that will uh, that should keep us from getting as close to God as possible. Because those addictions, those pleasures, those sins, those desires, they will keep us out of heaven. Amen. Amen. Holiness is both inward and outward. Holiness involves our thoughts, our actions, and our physical bodies. Holiness will cause us to avoid The Bible tells us three areas in life. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. Amen. Those are things that we must avoid. Those are some things that will cause us to stumble. The lust of the eye. Amen. The lust of the flesh and the pride of life. It's a battle for us all. Amen. It's a battle for us all to overcome these huge obstacles in our life. Our flesh has to be put under subjection. Amen. This is the most unruly member is our flesh. If anything is going to send us to hell, it's going to be our flesh. We pamper, we pat, we... Uh, we feed, we, we powder, we um, lotion, we, we pleasure, we do everything that, to this flesh, everything that we can. Amen. And uh, there are some good things that we can do with our flesh. Amen. I, I'm trying to get this flesh under subjection, getting a little bit thinner, going to the spa, getting a little facial work done. Uh, uh, There's a difference between bettering yourself, improving yourself, trying to become uh, uh, more healthy and more, or, uh, I mean, we all want to look good. I mean, you know, I mean, I just don't wake up like this. It's, you know. Lust of the eye. What a deadly thing. When we allow our eye, the window of our soul, to pure, uh, to to pollute the purity of our hearts. Allow the things that 
that we see and allow the things that we do. And, and you know what, that's one of the things that, that uh, some of us, that all of us have to be, uh, uh, that's so important. We have the accountability of, of how we present ourselves because we may be causing someone to lust with their eye. Amen. The pride of life. Look at me. Look what I've accomplished. Look at all the good things I have. Exalting ourselves above our, of, of our brother and our, our neighbor and, and, and exalting ourselves above God. And, and, and that's why Satan fell from heaven is because he exalted his, himself higher Pride. Pride. Holiness comes from the heart. And the desire of the heart will be manifested in our thoughts, our speech, what we see, how we look, and who we hang out with. Amen. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 21, he said, but lay up. For yourself treasures in heaven, whether neither moth nor rust do corrupt, and where thieves do not break through and steal. He said in verse 21, for where your treasure is, there is your heart. So our heart has to be pure for our treasure to be pure. Amen. I said that holiness is both inward and outward. And uh, I said it involves our thoughts, our actions, and our physical bodies. And so just for a few more minutes, I'm going to talk about those things tonight. Our thoughts. What we are, what we think is what we are. And what we allow into our minds is who and what we become. Time and time and time again, does Scripture talk about taking our thoughts into captivity? Talks about girding up the loins of our minds. Talking about the imagination of man being evil and wicked. Time and time, it talks about these things that, uh, uh, that uh, began to grow in our thoughts, in our mind, in our... Uh, that we must cast those thoughts out. We must cast those imaginations out. We must cast those spirits out. I believe every Pentecostal person should do this. I do this every day. I lay my hand on my head and I say, God, I give you authority over my mind, my thoughts, my imagination. Because if I'm not careful, there's a lot of crazy things that go on in my mind. Isn't there, Sister Mahaney? <laughs> Second Corinthians chapter 10 and 5 says, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalt itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of God. Amen. My thoughts, my imagination. The knowledge that I have, that 
That's the huge problem with uh, uh, the agenda uh, that the liberal world tries to push is, 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 is they want freedom of thought and mind and imagination and, and, and all these things. But there's some things that we can't have in our minds. There's some things that we can't have in our thought process. There's some things that are spirit. Amen. So I lay my hand on my head and I say, God, take my mind. Take my thoughts. Take my imagination. Take all these things that sometimes I'm not even aware of that are here. You know what osmosis is? Osmosis is this. Sister Charlotte is in the back of the church, okay? And she opens a bottle of perfume. Brother Kyler's in the back of the church, and Sister Kyler, Brother Sister Charlotte would open. Sister Charlotte would open something that smelled good. Kyler might open something that didn't smell as good. <laughs> but what happens through osmosis is all the molecules that are flowing around in this room that we cannot see. One of those smells, good or bad, will attach itself to that. And then attach itself to another, attach itself to another, attach itself to another, attach itself to another. And before long, I'm standing up in the pulpit going, what is that smell? <laughs> right? That's what happens often in our lives. That's why it's so important that we... Pray over our minds and our imaginations and our thoughts because things come in that we don't even know. You're working at the job and you hear something across the table that you're really not trying to hear, but it gets in your mind. You're walking through Walmart and somebody's upset that uh, and they do this at, all the time at Walmart. You like you like something, and then you start liking it, and then they quit carrying it. So, so you're looking for that special thing, or someone's looking for that special thing, and you walk by them, and it's not there, and 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 they may say something, or do something, or or, or something is. You wouldn't say it, you wouldn't think it, but you know what, through through osmosis, you know, you things happen at school or things happen with your family and, and, and before long, you know what happens, you're walking around going, what is that smell? So that's why you have to pray over your mind and your thoughts because I don't want anything in my mind that is not pleasing to God and that is not holy. So I cast down imaginations and every high thing 
that exalt itself against the knowledge of God. Amen. I'm going to go real quick. I know it's uh, uh, 842. If I'm a little longer, blame it on Brother Anthony. He felt like preaching tonight. <laughs> I should have just said, preach on, Brother. I'll save this till next Wednesday. <laughs> I love Brother Anthony. He's a powerful man of God. I appreciate what he does behind this pulpit. Amen. And the things that he does, he is in submission to his pastor, and he knows that, and uh, he, he's, he's a great man, and I appreciate him very much. Amen. Our tongue. I'm just going to uh, address these real quickly. We must speak wholesome. We must speak graciously and godly. We must avoid slander, Sister Donna. And slang. <laughs> slander and slang. I put those together. Sister Donna, don't slander, but she used to always tell our kids in our youth not to use by words and slang words. Avoid slander and bite backbiting and sowing discourse and things that are unwholesome and not gracious and godly, and 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 words that, uh, like these bywords that Sister Donna used to talk about, and things that we shouldn't say, that just become a, a replacement. For other things, taking the Lord's name in vain. Amen. Amen. My dad used to always say, um, when you hit your thumb with a hammer um, or stub your toe at night or step on a kid's toy how come you never say oh Buddha I don't know the Hebrews reverence the name of the Lord so much that they would not speak it without sacrifice, without washing, without being holy. Amen. Lying, I hope nobody's doing that. Suggestive language and communication, off-color stories and, and, and all these innuendos. We've got to be careful of the things that come out of our mouth because our our tongue is the most unruly member, and that's why God allows us or causes us to speak in tongues as the Spirit give the utterance because that most unruly member is given in obedience to Him. Amen. James chapter 1 and 26 says, If any man among you seem to be uh, uh, religious and bridleth not his tongue, but deceiveth his own heart, this man's religion is in vain. Amen. Our eyes. The eyes are the gateway of the window of our soul. I've already talked about that. The primary source of the input that comes into our mind is through our eyes. We must guide, uh, safeguard what we set before our eyes. And this is so important. So important, especially in the world of, uh, of streaming and media and all the things that are so 
readily available to us. Amen. TV, traditional TV, probably is not even really a thing anymore. The internet. Be careful of what you Google because you may not want to see it. YouTube, Instagram, movie and TV streaming apps. Amen. We got to be careful of what we set before our eyes. Netflix, Hulu, all these things that allow us. And, and so don't get me wrong, I'm not preaching against them. I got a subscription to all of them. I look at movies. I watch shows on streaming apps. But I'm careful of what I put before my eyes. You may not have known this, but there is a off button. So when something comes up, that you shouldn't see, don't just skip over and say, well, it only happened once. I'll just keep on watching and see it happened again. Hit the off button. Amen. Not rewind. <laughs> In Jesus' name, let deliverance, let's all put our hands toward Brother Seth. <laughs> All these things that are so readily available to us. I can get anything on my phone. I can get more on my phone or my iPad. More than I ever could on a square box seven channel TV. It's dangerous. And mom's in... Lights on. Moms and dads, if your parent, if your kids have a phone, this is my suggestion to you. We did this with our children. They never had a passcode that we did not know. They never had an app that I was not aware of. There was not a. Uh, a a TikTok or a Snapchat or an Instagram or a Facebook page that I did not have the access to get on to see what they were sharing and what was being shared with them. Amen. This is probably the most deadly thing that... has ever been introduced... But it, it, we can use it right. We can use it right. I, I don't believe that we should just say no. I believe we should say this is how we handle things. This is how we have spiritual guidance and guidelines in our life. 
this is what uh, 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 we need to do so that, so, so that we know how, because we can't, you, you can't say no to everything. You can't walk around with blinders saying no, no, no. Because uh, you, you go to the mall, you go to this place, you go to that. You're going to see things and you're going to hear things and there's going to be things in your life. And if, if, if there's no Holy Ghost and there's no spirit and if there's no governing agent within you, it doesn't matter uh, what somebody tells you what not to do. We're going to find a way to do it anyway. So we allow God to be our governing agents. We allow God to be the convicting thing in our hearts and our lives. We allow God to be the window and the prism through which we see, uh, allow things in our eyes. Uh, these are the important things in our life. Amen. Psalms chapter 101 and verse 3 said, I will set no wicked thing before my eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside, and it shall not cleave to me. Amen. Fixing to go quick. Our appearance, our outward appearance reflects our inward self, both to God and to others. Our identity should not come from the world, but it should come from God. We must ask ourselves whether we are a man or a woman if our appearance promotes the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. And if it does, we're not holy. Amen. Holiness should include modesty in our dress. Holiness should include modesty in personal ornamentation. Holiness should include modesty and cost. Amen. I don't think there's a problem with uh, uh, what we believe is holy and what ho not holy. You can look at my, my wife and my, my daughter and you can look at uh, uh, what we believe in this church and we understand that's Holiness. That's what we believe. Amen. So I shouldn't have to tell you what not to wear or not to do or these things. You see that through the presentation of the life that we live. Because if I tell you to do it, you're just going to get mad at me. If man tells you to do it, we're going to bulk, bulk up unless we are submitted. Amen. Holiness includes not cutting our hair or cutting our hair. Holiness includes gender distinction. Amen. I know it's, I know it's taboo to... Uh, sometimes not to, uh, uh, it's taboo to preach against uh, ladies cutting their hair in church, in our churches. But I believe that Holy Ghost filled women, according to the Bible, according to the teachings of the Apostle Paul, should not cut their hair. 
we have power. You ladies have power with God and with the angels because of your hair. If you have cut your hair, stop. If you haven't, rejoice. I was listening to the podcast the other night, and Tyler put a sermon on of my dad preaching. And he was preaching about uh, 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 the enemy of our soul coming against us and how the enemy wants to steal the glory of a lady, which is her hair. And he said this, and uh, Sister Mahaney and I uh, mentioned this the other night. We were watching a, we were watching a series um, called, uh, what was it called? It was called The Light or something like that. It's, by Anne, it's the story of Anne Frank. And uh, it's very powerful um, how Anne Frank and her family, it was the story of the people that hid them for... Uh, two years from from the Nazis in Holland. After they caught them, um, they they brought them and, and released them. After they released and the war was over and they got to come back to their homes, these ladies came back from the Nazi camps with shaved heads. And Sister Mahaney made mention of that and said, look what the devil wants to do to people. And I told her, I said, you know, I just, my dad preached on this podcast and he said this. He said Hitler was a, a, a studier of scripture and he knew that women had power with God and angels because of their hair. And he wanted to take their power when they got into those camps. Amen. I know I'm talking about ladies, but men, we have a responsibility too. We are supposed to. Pray always, lifting holy hands without wrath, wrath or doubting. Our hands must be pure. Our, our hearts must be pure. Our spirits must be pure. The principles of our, our body and the appearance of our body, according to moderation and modesty, also will apply to a man. I don't want to see a tight dress on a lady, and I don't want to see tight pants on a man. Amen. So we have to govern ourselves through modesty and be modest. Gender distinction. We know what that is. God created a man and a woman, and that's it. Nothing else. Identify with what you want to. I heard somebody say you can identify with a car, but that doesn't make you a Buick. I want to identify with God. I want to identify with what He created. He created a man and a woman. Amen. That's all He did. Deuteronomy chapter 22 and verse 5 says, The woman shall not wear that which pertaineth unto a man, neither shall a man put on a woman's garment. You say, that don't happen. Look at, look at all these things going on. Men are starting to wear skirts. Yeah. 
For all that do are an abomination unto the Lord thy God. Amen. Amen. Our fellowship. We need godly and holy fellowship in our life. We should not unequally yoke ourselves with unbelievers. We always identify that with marriage. But we can yoke ourselves with an unbeliever who becomes a friend, a family member, an associate on our job, somebody that, uh, that we are connected to. I've, I, I've said this many times before. I can tell when you are, 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 are drifting away from God and your relationship with God because of the friends and the things that you are allowing into your life. Amen. We're supposed to be in this world, but not of this world. Hallelujah. And if a friend is having more influence on you than you are them, I've got a problem. Verse 15 says, And what uh, uh, concord hath Christ with Belial or with evil, or what part hath he uh, he that believeth with an infidel. Verse 16 says, And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God, as God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Hallelujah. I want to be I want him to be my God, and I want to be his people. Hallelujah. 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 I believe that we can live holy and godly in this present world. I believe that we can live separated from God and dead, or sin and dedicated to God. I believe that, 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 that we can live in this world but not allow the world and its agenda and its culture to dominate us and control us. We do that by being holy in God's sight. Holiness is not salvation, but holiness is a product of our salvation. Holiness cannot be manufactured by man. It only can be created by God. Holiness has his foundation, its foundation on our love for God and our identity to want to be like him. The old song says to be like Jesus, to be like Jesus on earth. I long to be like him. That's all I want to do. And I'll say it again. And I'll say this in closing. It's 901. Went a little bit longer than I normally did. I'll say this in closing if we'll stand. We are living too close to the rapture of the church to allow anything, anyone, any addiction, any desire, any pleasure, any device, anything that we can set before our eyes anything that we can put on our body, anything that we think we have. We are living too close to the rapture. 
to allow those things to separate us from God. I want to see Jesus face to face. There will be no sin. There will be no iniquity. There will be nothing in heaven. God is holy. So we must be holy. Hallelujah. I wish we'd lift our hands and love him in this place just for a minute. We love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, I wish somebody in this place just for about one minute would just, just rededicate their self to God to be pleasing to him. Come on, that's what it's all about. Being holy is not an issue if we will dedicate ourselves to be pleasing to Him. And if we will dedicate our lives to be pleasing to Him, whatever it is, we can worship Him and serve Him in the beauty of holiness. Hallelujah. Come on, let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise in this place tonight. We love you, Jesus. Amen. We love you, Jesus. Um, let's don't forget Sunday.